Hey everybody, you have Jake again. I'm going to discuss She-Hulk episode seven. So here we go. In this week's episode, uh, She-Hulk or Jen takes things. We see her courtship with Josh, uh, who was played by Trevor Salter, who was the guy from the wedding last week. Sorry, I didn't say the actor's name or the character's name last week. Uh, wasn't sure where they're going with it, but here they line up pretty quickly. Early on in the episode shows their courtship. Uh, they take it slow. Um, and over the course of the montage, they end up sleeping with each other. However, um, after sleeping with each other, it seems like he ghosts her. But as she's kind of dealing with that, she gets a call from um, the Abomination's parole uh, parole officer. Something's wrong with his monitor. So they, they end up going out to his retreat, um, which is shot, foreshadowed by the guy, excuse me, by the parole officer to be kind of creepy. We get out there. It's anything but creepy. It actually looks really beautiful. But we qu quickly meet two of the uh, therapy group session guys. One is El Aguilar and the other is Manbull. Um, they're both pretty. We'll go through the full group. We first meet them and they're fighting and then they mess up She-Hulk's car. So she ends up having to call um, a tow truck. And while they're waiting for the tow truck because they're up in the mountains, um, she ends up, she first is trying to avoid the therapy, but she ends up being lured into a therapy group session. Um, but the other members, so you have El Aguilar and Manbull. You also have the Saracen, who claims to be a vampire. You have Porcupine, who has this um, porcupine-like suit, who ref Richie refuses to take off. Saracen, who is the vampire, also has daddy issues, apparently. Meanwhile, Manbull and El Aguilar are both very... Uh, they have a codependency problem as well as an anger problem because Manbull El Aguilar is often mistaken for being a matador, which upsets the Manbull given his nature. And likewise, El Aguilar hates being mistaken for a matador because he is not. And so that's where their attention comes from. Um, then you also, we have Wrecker, who we saw in a previous episode, who was leading that wrecking crew. Um, and in it, and so they all come together, and it's a great episode. Uh, one of the things I've talked about these series is, to me, it makes the most sense or really clicks for me, especially some of these series like She-Hulk, where they're trying to do something different. Show me a different part of the comic book universe, or just show me a part of the universe I've seen before through a different lens. Um, what they're doing here is great. I mean, first of all, the development of the Abomination character actually showing him working with these villains and like the progress he's making and like really kind of cementing him as this reformed person. Again, whether that's true or not, we'll see. Um, but I really liked it. I thought it was, I really like how much focus they're giving the Abomination as a character. Um, and this group here, great, great selection by the writers, like the actors were all great. It's also a funny group of villains. Like, as I said, the Wrecker is an A-lister. Um, he, again, he might be more, him and the Wrecking Crew are kind of more like A-list uh, henchmen, but they're still, they're A-listers, they're classic villains. Sar and Abomination is too. But Saracen, no, he's, there's actually two characters who have that name. One is a kind of grayish mercenary who runs in with Punisher. Another is an actual vampire. They're both kind of minor characters. Um, this is clearly, clearly meant to be the vampire character, I'd say. Porcupine is has a he actually has a long run in the comics, but he's always been kind of a joke. Um, and he's kind of played that way here. Um, I, 
he is a made he's a longtime Avengers foe. They don't really give him any reference that reference here. Uh, El Aguilar is more of a street level villain, uh, or, or he's also kind of hero at times too. But he's clashed with um, Luke Cage and Iron Fist in the past. Uh, but he's more their level villain. He's like a street level villain or character, I guess you could say. And then Manbull is a pretty token. There's literally a dime a dozen of these animal-themed strongmen henchmen, and, and that's kind of where I put him. Um, and then the but the wrecker is one of the most interesting. He's like actually reformed, and the reason I kind of went through them, I I love that they chose these characters, and I felt like they're elevating them. Um, even yeah, they're kind of playing these jokes, but there's also I think some love there for the characters as well. At least that's the way I read it. And I think that's the best thing about the show, and I said this in the past. They're they're working the material for laughs but in a way that doesn't feel like it's tearing it down and just a way that feels like there's some love for it, which I appreciate. So in the, so in this episode, and she works with the group, they, she, she's acting like she doesn't need to be there, but then they realize she's angry, not only about the whole dating thing, but she feels like she's been ghosted by Josh and they play that for absolute comedy. Her getting dating advice from these guys is hysterical. It is amazing. Also them working through their own issues and having their own rivalries and tension is also great um this episode's amazing and it really works for me um again on that sitcom level and to me again they're bringing everything together you're bringing back this past character of the abomination you're actually seeing this therapy group something that was foreshadowed heavily you're bringing in now jen's dating life um with josh again they're doing a great job of having these different subplots come together and complement each other or really come together and resonate in ways that just i find really enjoyable they do it again this week. Um, and in it, um, I feel like, again, I'm going through a whole recap here, but a couple of things I just want to focus on it for this episode. Love, love, love the way they're expanding this universe and bringing in all these different characters. Um, and whether it's Titania, whether it's the Porcupine, whether it's Donnie Blaze, who's a new character, I just, I'm really, as a Marvel fan, this is one of the first shows or first times I feel like really since like Avengers or maybe even Avengers Ultron, um, excuse me, since an Avengers film, whether it was Avengers Ultron Endgame, where I've seen them really kind of flex their muscle in terms of like the mythology and world building. And when I say that, it means like the, the characters that they're throwing out. Like I just feel like they're they're laying down more carpet or tread at this point than they have at any point in the past. And I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I, there's only a couple episodes left. And the other thing I've kind of left out here is at the end of the, there's a, um, a post-credit scene and we find out what happened with Josh. And we learned that Josh um, actually got the sample. It seems like he got the sample he needed while, uh, after sleeping with Jennifer while she was asleep, he got the blood sample um, that the, uh, who, that whoever sent the wrecking crew initially that they had wanted. And we learned that Josh is on the intelligentsia board um, and so with all this going on, I, it's most like, I think they're working for Samuel Stearns. As I said before, he's kind of referenced another, we know he's coming in other Marvel projects down the line. I could be way off. It could be someone else, but, um, I think he's going to co controlling the intelligentsia, which is what sent the wrecking crew after him and which is what enlisted Josh. Um, but we'll find out soon. There's only two episodes left. So I think everything's going to come to a head soon. I'm interested to see where they go with that. Oh, one last note. There's a little action in this episode, too, with the man bull and El Aguilar. Um, for me, it was enough. Again, this series works for me without the action, but I did enjoy that little uh, 
little quick fracas we got with a couple of those guys. All right. Coming up on 10 minutes here. Um, really like this episode. I thought after what was kind of a clunker in episode six, this episode to me, just fully on board. Um, and I look at episode six as just a hiccup. Um, and I understand why they did it now. Kind of, well, I guess we'll see. After this episode, we see where they went with Josh. Uh, I'm a little, I look at six with a little more sympathy. All right. Episode eight's coming out soon. Hope you guys come back to talk to me about it. Hope you're enjoying She-Hulk as much as I am. Talk with y'all soon.